This is the Thursday, April 8th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. So settle in and we'll get you in and out in under 10 minutes with everything you need to know today. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. The Masters is underway. We turn our attention, at least for today's action, while we watch our golf action on baseball and the NBA. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. All right, Tyler, both you and I are on the same baseball game, and it's in a few hours from now, and it's your favorite team. So I'll, I'll let you go, uh, go first here. Yeah, my St. Louis Cardinals have their home opener against the Milwaukee Brewers and starter Corbin Burns. That is why, Doug, I am uh, on the Brewers' run line, plus 125. Brewers got to cover a one-and-a-half run spread. That's what the run line means there. So if they win by two this bet, or more, this bet cashes. And the reason why I think they will do that is because Corbin Burns is legitimately an ace of ace in all of Major League Baseball. He may not have the name recognition, but he has the numbers and stats to back up that he's every bit as good as the Shane Beavers of the world, the Trevor Bowers of the world, the Garrett Coles of the world. This guy has a 38% K rate since the beginning of last season. He was absolutely dominant in the Brewers opener uh, against the Chicago Cubs. He is just one of the best strikeout artists in all of Major League Baseball. And when you bring that type of K rate and that type of juice to the mound, I'm going to uh, bank on you uh, every time you take the bump. The Cardinals did add Nolan Arenado to the offense. Uh, this offseason, making them a little bit better, but they're still not an overwhelmingly deep lineup that it scares me off of Burns. I think he'll have the advantage in this matchup against St. Louis, especially since Bush Stadium plays as a neutral or pitcher's park. Uh, I'm on a I'm on the same side. I like the Brewers a lot. I'm going to go first five. I just got, you know, but that how things got burned for Burns in the uh, opener in yeah. his opener. But it's more about feeding Adam Wainwright. Look, obviously, his best years are behind him. He got touched up in his season debut this year. Um, look, he's probably got a few gems in him this year because he is a gamer and all that fun stuff, but the Brewers bat should, should get to him. And I like the first five minus a half. Um, you can even go minus a buck 70 if it's not too rich, minus buck 40 for the game. I just, it's just a lopsided pitching matchup and, you know, it, it, home up, home bat, you know, batting second doesn't really matter in the first five. It's not like the strategy changes in the fifth. Or fourth inning, now we get later innings. It does, but I'm. I think this is just a lopsided. Probably be a public play here, but I'm going to uh, have to side with the Brewers on this one. Yeah, don't blame me at all. All right, let's go to the NBA. Big win, big win for the Suns last night, especially those like myself who have futures on them to win the division. So uh, massive win, and now they got the old back to backs at the Clippers, who are coming off uh, a big win of, over Portland out west, and they got another. Uh, they're hosting the Phoenix Suns here, and you're on this game. Yeah, I am. Uh, our Phoenix Suns, Doug Kazir, and I uh, was on them too last night to uh, cover the plus two That's right. That's in that right. great matchup against Utah. My under was killed by overtime. It was, you know, it, it, it was sailing under in regulation. I think they had like 206 points after regulation, but uh, went over in overtime, so lost that. But they covered the plus two there. They are right now. Doug, the best team in the NBA, ATS. They just surpassed the Utah Jazz recently. They beat the Jazz. They're 2-0 against Utah straight up this year. They'll have one more matchup against the Jazz. They literally have the two best records, not just in the Western Conference, but in the NBA right now. And the Suns are getting six points at Staples Center against the Clippers. I know the Clippers are a good team, but it's obvious that the Suns are also maybe one of the best teams in the NBA. So I know some may be concerned about being on the road, second game of a back-to-back. The first game was um, a game that went into overtime. But this is the type of competition that Chris Paul loves 
and covets. He raises his level when he sees an opponent like the Clippers, a legitimate championship contender, and Devin Booker follows suit, who is perennially one of the most underrated superstars in the NBA. I mean, the guy scored 70 points in a game when he was like 21 years old. Now he's finally playing on a team that's good enough around him to win, and you're seeing what he and Paul can do carrying this team to the top of the Western Conference. So I'm not scared by the second game of a back-to-back on the road after overtime. Six points to me is just way too many, even against a team as good as as the Clippers. So I'll take those points in the pocket. And again, I'll sprinkle a little on the money line for the Suns to win outright, just like I did last night against Utah. The the spot certainly favors the Clippers. It's a tough ask for Phoenix. Yes, Uh, understood. Um, But, you know, it's uh, at some point the the tax on that spot is going to be too high and then getting six – is quite a bit. I'm uh, I have two lukewarm plays. Um, okay. Association. I like the Bulls minus three and a half against the Raptors. It's a little bit of a, you know, let's if it ain't broke, don't fix it for both teams. Chicago's going for the playoffs. Vucevic has been a nice addition to this team. They seem to be playing better and better, more together as they incorporate him into the lineup and the new parts, so to speak. Uh, just kind of makes sense. And Toronto, like this team's been kind of a mess. Uh, let's be honest. Now I know Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry did not play against the Lakers, but they were down about 30 at one point in that game. Their wins in the last like couple of weeks have only come against the Wizards and the Warriors. Uh, that Warriors game was that big debacle. They lost by 50-plus. But um, I, I just don't trust this Toronto team. And, you know, it's crazy to be laying points on the road to Chicago at a team like the Raptors. But Toronto's showed us they're not really strong at all. And my other game is it's, I think it feels like too many points. I, I realize the firepower of Sacramento offensively. Their defense is terrible, though. And Detroit's catching seven and a half. That's a lot for a team that is, I'm going to say, sneaky decent, if that makes any sense. It's like the most backhanded compliment there could be. But <laughs> I think that's too many points. So I'll, I'll grab the seven and a half with the Pistons. Again, don't love anything. I missed the overnight game line with Portland plus seven at Utah. I really liked that. Six, I probably lean there as well. I think we might see a tighter game in Salt Lake. But that's about what I got to round out the NBA. What about you? Yeah, I do like uh, the Bulls. I think Nick Vucevic is going to have a massive advantage down low and get whatever he wants in that matchup and could drive them easily to a victory. Uh, Similarly, um, you were talking about the uh, Portland Trailblazers and the Utah Jazz, and I want to focus on that game with the player prop there. CJ McCollum, his point prop is 21 and a half. He's got to go over that to uh, cash this ticket. And although Utah is obviously a very tough defensive um, team to play against. Uh, CJ McCollum is a guy like I was talking about with Chris Paul uh, and Devin Booker, Damian Lillard. These guys raise their level against top-notch competition. We see it in the postseason. We see it in these games that are you know potential playoff previews. CJ, since coming back, has had uh, 22 or more points in five of his last seven games and one of those games which he didn't against OKC they won by 50 and he only played 26 minutes and had 20 points so I know the matchup is difficult but the the legs will be probably a little uh, light especially at the beginning of the game for the Utah Jazz after that overtime game which was a fantastic matchup with uh, Phoenix last night so we know the offense even with Norman Powell there is going to be a CJ Day Millard show and I think 21 and a half is just a little too low for a game that I think is going to be tight fun and a little more high scoring than normal um, with Portland being fresh and Utah being uh, maybe a little haggard coming off that OT game against the Suns. That's a good word to use. I like that haggard. I might have to incorporate <laughs> that. But yeah, no, I can get behind that McCollum thing. All right, that, so that's going to do it for us. A little baseball, a little NBA, in and out in under 10 minutes as promised. Friday we'll have uh, another podcast, although we have no daily wager show uh, tonight. So um, 
We'll have another podcast tomorrow. Get you ready for the weekend. Maybe some UFC plays as well. Don't forget, always kind of rate, review, subscribe, download. All that stuff really helps us out a bunch. We'll see you back here tomorrow at the same time. We'll be right back. 